0: What's happening, beautiful people, and welcome to the Living with Intention podcast. I am your host, Kira Pollett, and today we are going to be exploring the topic of conflict and confrontation. And before we dive into this, I am so excited to share with you that I currently have two one-to-one coaching spaces available. So, if you are someone who is looking to gain more awareness around why you do the things you do, why you live the life you live, and Become more aware of the patterns, the behaviors, the habits, the programming, the conditioning that has you showing up as you are and wanting to move through that, shift coping mechanisms, live a life filled with more intention and joy and more expression of your authentic self, more expression of your emotions and who it is that you are as a being, as an essence, then this is for you. You can either reach out to me through Instagram and drop me a message or you can reach out to me on my emails and I also have an application form that I'll be sharing in the show notes for this episode so yes if you feel calling if what I share resonates with you and you want to find out more then let's connect let's have a conversation there's no attachment to any or there's no expectation there's no attachment to that or where this could go but If you feel the calling, let's connect and see if we are aligned to work together. So with that being said, let's dive in. This topic of conflict and confrontation is something that I see affecting lots of different people. And for myself, it was probably one of the first wounds that I really became aware of and that I really started to work on. And conflict and confrontation is something that I avoided for most of my life. And it was only about three years ago that I really became aware of how this wound was impacting my life and how it's shown up throughout my life. And I was living in Oxford at the time, and I was living in a house of eight people. And one of my housemates said to me, hey, we need to discuss the dishes. And they were talking about we as a household. But in that moment, I felt this massive sense of anxiety in my body and I'd been meditating quite a bit at the time and I was able to be aware of this reaction in my body to this situation and I was like, wow, this is a really unusual response to have to what she just said. And just to pause in the story for a second and just share, this can be an opportunity for you within your life to become more aware of what may be triggering you, what may be activating you, where you may have wounds if you are having a reaction that is quote-unquote disproportionate to the experience, and again this isn't to belittle anyone's experience or undermine it, it is just to be aware of if it feels like a disproportionate response to the situation, to the experience, that can be something that you get to explore. So for example this, What objectively happened? She said, We need to talk about the dishes. What happened in my body was this big anxious response. And for me, that was disproportionate in the way that I was thinking of it. So that's something for you to reflect on within your own life. Where may that show up and what might be underneath that? And to continue with the story, I then went away and sort of meditated and explored this and started to reflect on why would I have this big response to that? And what I started to realize was there was this relation to conflict and confrontation. And as I looked back and as I reflected, I realized that that had actually been a a theme within my childhood. And I also want to preface this by saying that I had a really loving family and I really have a great relationship with my mum and my dad who has since passed away. And these experiences that happened when I was growing up shaped me. And this isn't coming from a place of blame within myself towards them, but it is an acknowledgement of what happened. And so what would happen when I was growing up is at times my mum would be dysregulated. And she may drink as well at that time. And I would have a lot of anger and a lot of frustration projected onto me as a child. And how I would respond in those moments is I as a child, I obviously didn't know this at the time, would become dysregulated and I would go into a flight response. So I would go and hide. I would hide under the bed. I would hide in the closet. I would hide in the garden because I couldn't do anything about the experience I was having. So that was the safety mechanism. That was my body's way of saying, it's not safe. Let's, let's run. And when you can understand, or when I was able to understand, okay, this is the experience I had in childhood, it makes sense that when someone else, when there's this idea of conflict and confrontation, my body would be like, hey, this is what could happen. This is what has happened in the past. Get out of there. So my body still had an energetic charge to these past experiences. And that was one of the, the points that I got to address in my healing journey was really starting to dissipate that charge and allow space for it to be expressed. And so, yeah, I grew up in this, this household and, yeah, my mom at times would uh, express anger, frustration and that conflict and confrontation stuck with me. And I started to realize as I became aware of that, those core experiences, because this happened over a number of years, that this also influenced me in times where I was getting told off at school. And actually I would have this anxiousness and I would have emotions come up. And again, I never really understood at the time why that happened. And then looking back, it was like, oh, it was this sense of conflict and confrontation. And I also want to share for anyone who's listening that we have our experiences and trauma is not the experience. It is what happens in the body as a response. So it could be easy and I definitely did this for a lot of years and negated healing. It can be easy to say, well, I didn't have it that bad. Well, these people had it worse off and that actually ends up bypassing a lot of the healing journey because it doesn't acknowledge the experience we had. It doesn't acknowledge that they may be trapped energy and emotions inside of us. And also that there can be versions of our inner child that don't feel safe, that didn't have their needs met. And the reason I speak to the inner child specifically is because that is where a lot of my healing work for this wound and for many of my wounds has come from and so firstly the the powerful thing the the realization the awareness i had to recognize that conflicts and confrontation had been this prominent experience growing up and then how it had shown up through my life and how it was still influencing me and then part of the healing work for me with my inner child was really in a safe space i was working with a mentor at the time and A lot of the inner child work I was doing was also in my own meditations. And it was really, and again, I'll preface this with a degree of safety is invited for this. You really want to feel safe to go to these spaces and connect with your inner child. You can, and different versions of connection and different forms of that can look different. And so I'll just share my journey. And if you have any questions, I really open the floor for you to send them to me and ask them and this is probably a podcast episode that I'll do in the future talking even more about inner child work um, because it's something that I actually work a lot with um, with my clients and with people so the inner child as I said there are these experiences that I had where I had gone to hide under the bed I'd gone to hide in the closet I locked myself in the bathroom I'd hidden the garden and That inner child had things that he didn't express or get to say, and also he had needs that were not met in that moment. And so part of the work that I got to do around this was being able to go to those spaces and be present in there make it completely safe. So I remove anything that felt unsafe, anyone who felt unsafe in that moment. And it would be me and my inner child. And I didn't do this at the time, but one thing you can also do is completely change the location. So if you need to be, if they desire to be in a safer location, they can do so. Like ask them what it is and go to that space. But I would be there in these spaces. I would see, let's say, I remember this one really well. It's like I remember like myself being locked in the bathroom. And just hiding just hiding like by the the toilet like I remember that and in that moment I I was there I was present like I could see my inner child I could see what was going on for them and it was an invitation of what they needed to express in that moment so it things like um fuck off like, I don't deserve this, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you blowing up at the smallest of things? These were the sorts of, and and that's another point to mention as well, is because a lot of the dysregulation and a lot of the anger and frustration would come about um, in a snap, and it felt over something that may not have been that significant through my perspective. And so that's where also this, like, fear of conflict and confrontation and that it could come about any time also came from so that's one thing to that that was also significant in my whole realization and reflection on that path and on that journey so I would see that in a child and I would have given the space to say and express what he needed to express and that doesn't need to be forced it was just yeah allowed and then I would give him what he needed. And actually before even diving into that, what I wanna say is when it comes to expressing and saying the things that they didn't get to say, that I didn't get to say in that moment, what I see happen a lot within the healing journey is people get to a stage where they can recognize that people are doing the best they can based on their awareness, based on the resources they had access to and based onto their lived experiences. And if you choose to be a proponent of that and believe that amazing and if that doesn't sit with you and land with you cool you don't have to take it but that can often stop people or they can get logical they can get logical in the mind and say like oh yes no I understand because realistically my mom had her own experiences she had her own trauma she's been through she had her own stresses in life and things that I wasn't even aware of and if I was to just be logical with it, the inner child doesn't get to express and release. So a lot of that work was about, you know, I could understand that. And there is still space because the inner child isn't acting on a logical, if I'm an adult mind, they just want to express and release the energy, the charge that is there. And that can take time as well, because there may be a safety, a level of safety that gets to be developed before these words can be spoken and it, Again, when I'm saying this, this was a, a meditation. It was an individual meditation that I was doing by myself. And I was also reflecting on these processes with my mentor who I was working with at the time. And so there was the, the process of allowing my inner child to express and say what he didn't get to. And then the other process was meeting his needs. And so in that moment, it was being able to hold him and like hold myself as I was holding him and also asking for permission with that and making sure he felt safe in that, but hold him and just say like, you didn't deserve this. I love you. You are enough. You didn't do anything wrong to deserve this reaction. I've got you. You're safe now. And just really being able to hold him, to support him and give him what he needed and what he didn't receive in that, that moment, and because conflict and confrontation was a an experience that happened over many number of years and uh, was was a, was a deep wound I've sat with it many times since I've sat with many different versions of that inner child in different spaces, in different locations. I've had different forms of um, him sharing, me sharing. And this is it. When a wound runs deep, we get to sit with it many times. That's something Young Pueblo shares. And I really love those words because it's a reminder to have compassion for ourselves for the duration of the healing process. And this wound still shows up at times. And Because of the healing work that I've done and supported, I am not as activated by conflict and confrontation because I feel safe within myself because my inner child isn't taking the wheel. My inner child isn't jumping in anymore and saying, hey, this experience could be like this experience that we had. I'm going to run. I'm going to fall and I'm going to people please. So the power for me was when I was able to start giving my inner child what he needed and to meet his need and give him safety I was able to in the experiences where this showed up not only had I removed a lot of the energetic charge through the expression of the emotions and the uh, energy and, and that also included things like anger burns anger releases around that um, and and other forms of expression that created the that expression and that release helps dissipate the charge and then create more safety within my body to be with moments of conflict and confrontation. And this is something that I don't only see for myself, this is something I've worked with clients with, where they have had conflict and confrontation between their their father, their mother, and then being able to meet their inner child, meet their needs have moments where they're able to stand up for themselves and express what they didn't get to and then be able to hold themselves in those moments and recognize that that then has a ripple effect across their lives, across their lives in terms of how they show up with their friends, how they show up with their colleagues, how they show up in their relationships, family. So being able to recognize And have the awareness of where our wounds lie and how they influence us. Because if I hadn't become aware of this, it would have continued to influence me unconsciously. And so awareness is one of the key tools is how am I reacting, responding? Where is it coming from? Why is it there? And being able to do the work to to understand that and heal what is underneath that. So... Yeah, now when I experience moments of conflict and confrontation, I'm able to hold myself. That doesn't mean that I don't still get activated to some level. Like, I still feel the sensation in my body, but to a much lesser degree. And I can hold myself in that. I can regulate myself through that. And yeah, this is something I've noticed within partnership as well. Is like, it's not only in friendships, it's in my partnership, how at times... The idea that conflict and confrontation could come about, there's an activation. But as I said, I know that I've got myself. I know that I've got my inner child in that moment and I can reassure them in the moment. I can place a hand wherever it feels needed. So often for me, this has been around the solar plexus and I'll place a hand there and I'll just be like, I've got you. I've got you. You're safe. And just being able to affirm that and and know that it's, it's true in terms of for that inner child. So yeah, this has been my journey with conflict and confrontation and it's something that I wanted to share here because I trust that this will give some of you an insight into the process of identifying how wounds can influence you and then part of the process of going about to start healing, to start connecting with yourself and giving yourself the needs that you needed in that moment and I've focused a lot on inner child work here because for me that is one of the core modalities I have used within my healing journey it's one of the core modalities I use with my clients there are other practices other processes other things that support in being able to look at wounds and address them and other things that really do support I find meditation for supporting in the awareness um, and then regulation tools to be able to regulate ourselves and bring ourselves back into regulation when we feel dysregulated and there's a, a number of those and that will be a workshop that I'm releasing soon and also perhaps I'll even have podcast episodes on that we shall see but yeah as I said I trust that you find what you need to in this episode and it's been a real journey for me around conflicts and confrontation and It was, yeah, quite overwhelming to start with. And like when I started to realize like this is a pattern, I started to see everywhere it's showing up in my life. I started to see everywhere where it influenced me, where it still influenced me. Because part of conflict and confrontation, not only did I have the flight response, I also went into form. And I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I people-pleased a lot. Because part of me didn't want other people to, I didn't want conflicts and confrontation. So I would people please to avoid that to some degree. And there's also other aspects of this of feeling responsible for other people's emotions and many other things. And maybe there'll be an episode on people pleasing. So, you know, many episodes to come, many topics to be explored. And for today, I feel complete in this share and what I want to bring to this space. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being present. Um, if you have any questions, then please send them through to me on Instagram and let's connect there. And yeah, really grateful to have you here. Have a beautiful rest of your week. I'm excited to continue to share podcasts and my learnings and uh, everything that I've experienced as well as really sharing tools and resources to help you on your journey to living more intentionally and supporting you on your healing journey. So I'm sending you love. Have a beautiful rest of your day, beautiful rest of your week and I will see you soon. Peace.